0: Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Before we begin, yesterday when I talked about the denizens of Chavez Palace, I forgot to mention one extremely important character are important in the minds of many fans and that is Salacious B. Crumb Jabba's twisted court jester the little laughing little lizard creature that sits on his tail that is a character that is loved by many Star Wars fans and a great inclusion to Jabba's palace as this nasty little sadistic little twerp <laughs> who seems to uh, be quite a sadist and enjoy laughing in others' pain. So, shout out to him. Salacious B. Crumb. Today, I'd like to speculate on The Mandalorian as well as the Cassian Andor show which currently has no name and Kenobi. So, Usually on Fridays I've been speculating about the Rise of Skywalker. And that's all fine and good. But what about the other products that are forthcoming? Let us begin with The Mandalorian. Now with The Mandalorian, I'm not too worried about spoilers. Or about learning too much. I think that this is the kind of product that is not necessarily... Going to drop any major surprises on us. I'm sure there will be some, but I don't think it's going to be like the Rise of Skywalker in the sense that this is uh, a big deal. As far as you don't want to know what's going to happen because that would take away the fun of it, and I'm sure that some of you out there don't want to know anything about the Mandalorian to be surprised, sure. But for myself, personally, I'm not so worried about spoilers or about learning too much. So let's talk about it. Um... The story, as you know... Now maybe I'm... Now maybe I've got the timeline wrong, so I'm not going to throw out any years. Specifically. But the show takes place after Return of the Jedi. In fact, not very long after Return of the Jedi. A time period that we do not really know much about. I know that you know, Chuck Wending wrote his Aftermath trilogy, but I... I'm going to be very frank with you. I do not believe that they're going to bother to really pay much attention to what he wrote in the book. Now, I don't think he wrote enough there that would contradict anything that happens in the Mandalorian. In the Mandalorian series, I don't think there's going to be that sense of, oh, we got to abide by what's in the Aftermath trilogy. I just don't think that they really, that they really care, or that it really matters, and I'm not saying that canon doesn't matter, I'm just saying, it's in a book that only some fans have read, The Mandalorian is a show that lots more people are going to be watching, than people reading the books. So I don't think they're going to pay too much attention to continuity there. Or, or if they really need to. I, you know, it. I, I have not read the trilogy. I'm not really interested in what's there. But I think because this is a visual medium with the streaming shows, I think those are going to be more important than what's in the books. That being said, so, the Mandalorian is set kind of on the lawless frontier. Uh, very, very much a, the dollars trilogy, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Clint Eastwood, the very kind of fringes of society. We know that the Mandalorian inhabits a world that is very lawless, that is very cutthroat. Now, one of the things that I think we will learn is more about what happened to the Mandalorians. The Mandalorians are a warrior race in Star Wars, a warrior culture. They're human, mostly. Now, we know that the Mandalorians, at least as of what we're told in Star Wars, rebels, fought against the Empire during those years but we don't know what's happened to them since maybe the Mandalorian will shed light on that as for the Mandalorian the main character himself we don't know if he has a name I don't know if we're ever going to see him I assume we are I assume you wouldn't hire Pedro Pascal if he was just going to wear a helmet the whole time And I'm sure we'll learn, I'm sure we'll learn more about him. Specifically, but he is working as a bounty hunter. Going around capturing people who have bounties on their heads. And he probably works for a bunch of, a bunch of folks. Some of whom may be good, and I say that very loosely. And someone who may be more on the evil side. It would seem, at least from the trailer, or more of a teaser it really was, that he's working for both um, Carl Weathers' character and working for Werner Herzog's character. And I believe I've heard that Werner Herzog is playing a former Imperial. So, not exactly the best person to be working for. Kind of a an Imperial who's on the run from the law. You know, this is set during a time period when I don't think the New Republic has firmly established its foothold in the galaxy. Or firmly established control. And you probably have. Lots of imperial officers. Hiding out. Kind of like a lot of the Nazis. Who escaped to uh, South America. After World War II. So you've got this. You've you've got. I have not done a lot of research. On the Mandalorian. Because I don't want to know the characters names. I kind of want to. I mean, not not that I don't want to know anything about the characters, but I I kind of want to... Now, I know that this may sound contradictory to what I said earlier, but... I don't really care about learning about the story and and what planets we're going to see and... what events we're going to see, but as far as the characters... I'm funny about characters. I kind of like to meet the characters along with the audience the general audience. So that may be the one exception. It looks like an interesting cast of characters. Some interesting uh, talent behind it. Also the IG droid uh, who looks like IG-88. If you recall in the Empire Strikes Back IG-88 was one of the bounty hunters. Who was called upon by Darth Vader to find the Millennium Falcon. He was the tall skinny droid. And we see one that looks just like him in The Mandalorian. Now I've learned a bit more about this character. But I don't want to share too much for those listening. Who may not want to know anything. He looks really cool. I think hopefully some of the technology employed. Because Jon Favreau, who's the showrunner, has done The Jungle Book and The Lion King, the recent ones, and he's definitely on the cutting edge of technology, so it will be interesting to see uh, what he is able to create for the show. Now, as far as what we're going to see, I don't know if we're going to see any familiar characters the question with any new Star Wars product particularly of a visual medium in a visual medium a lot of fans immediately say ooh can we see this character, can we see this character, can we see this character familiar characters that we already know I don't know if we will Um, I think it's gonna be fun to expand the universe without necessarily needing to hinge on any familiar faces Now will Boba Fett appear? Well as far as we know Boba Fett was eaten by the Sarlacc and we do not really know other than a vague reference to his armor in the Aftermath trilogy Which, yet again, I've not read. We don't know if Boba Fett survived. I wouldn't really care to see him, but if he shows up, great. I don't think we're going to see Darth Vader. I don't think we're going to see Luke. I don't think we're going to see any of those characters. This, I think, is going to be a story on its own. So, that's really all I want to really say about The Mandalorian. Other than I'm excited, I'm signing up, I'm pleased with the trailer or teaser I should say and I really like the look of what they're going for Now let's talk really quick about the Cassian Andor series Cassian Andor was a character from Rogue One He was the um, the, the character played by the Latino actor who was like sort of the second main character of Rogue One Diego Luna is the actor. He's returning. As well as Ellen Tiddick, who who is going to play K2SO again. I love K2SO. He is a great character. And I'm so glad that we live in an age where the technology exists, that even a streaming series could have a motion capture droid. They're going to be doing that I think they're going to be doing a bit of that as well in The Mandalorian with the motion capture. Or, should I say, performance capture. Though I don't think it's performance capture with K2SO because he has no facial expressions. But it'll it'll be great Jumbos to have those two return. This will be kind of the story of what they did before the events of Rogue One. Yet again, another Latino lead character, I thought, actor, that's kind of cool. Uh, Peter Pascal is playing the Mandalorian, and Giga Luna as Cassian. I like the uh, the fact that all, the, all of the modern franchises, or of a lot of modern movies, I should say, Star Wars, seems to be where it's at when it comes to diversity on screen. Now, what I said earlier about familiar characters, okay, in the Cassian Amber series, which currently has no title, it would make sense to see Sagarera again played by the incomparable Forrest Whitaker, that would make sense because he was a rebel. We do not know the time period in which the Cassian Endor series takes place, other than it takes place before the events of Rogue One. On that same token, we do not know when, um, Saw Gerrera split with the rebellion. In Rogue One, Moffat says that they kind of had to split because um Saw Gerrera became a bit too extreme. Now, in Star Wars Rebels, we see Saw Gerrera about oh two years before the events of Rogue One, and he is split. He's already been split with the rebellion. But even if he's already, even if he's not a part of the rebellion. Okay, let me let me back up. So in the Cassian Andor series, it could either take place when Saw is still a part of the rebellion, or still a part of the rebel alliance, or it could take place after he split with the Rebel Alliance. Either way, it would make sense to see him again. So that is a character that would make sense to see. It would also make sense to see, bear with me on this one, to see Enthus Nest. Enthus Nest, as we know, was an early rebel against the Empire. We don't know if she joined the Rebel Alliance, at least I don't know if she did. One of the new canon books, which I have not read, I can't remember. I cannot remember which one. As a meeting between Amphis Nest and Saw So there's a connection there. It would be cool to see Amphis Nest again. And the cloud riders to see Erin Kellyman, the actress who played Empress, return. She's a she was great, by the way. I was so surprised. I had no idea going into Roman who was behind the mask of Empress Nest, and to see this kid, it was like, wow, okay. And I like her very exotic look, but it wouldn't make sense to see her so it would actually make a lot of sense to see these characters now some people have asked what about Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka has only appeared in animation she was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan during the Clone Wars she left the Jedi Order after being framed for a bombing at the Jedi Temple and later she reappeared on Rebels about four years before the events of Rowan but we know that prior to that she had been working as an operative for the Rebel Alliance or at least an informant known as Fulker which actually the, the, the person Who's codename Fulcrum changed from time to time, so it would make sense to see her if she was working with the rebellion early on and during those those years. We don't know how long she'd been doing it, then it would totally make sense to see her. Now bringing an animated character in live-action. It's been done with Sagarera. but I think it could be possible to do it with Ahsoka I would I think it would be very interesting to see it would be interesting as to who and, and well, a, a talented actress to see the makeup and things like that. It would be very interesting. And the last person I want to say it would make sense to see is Bail Organa, um, played by Jimmy Smith. Because we know that he, as a founding member of the Rebel Alliance, it would make sense for him to be there. As he was in row One, so I think for sure so I'm I'm going to make a bet. I'm going to give you a 99% chance that Bail Organa will appear in this series. And as a side note, could Leia appear as a little girl or a teenage girl, depending on the time when it takes place? Yeah, I can see that, though, yet again, I I think that they need to focus on expanding the poet, but it would not be out of the question to have her appear. So, those are my thoughts on some of the folks who might appear. We don't really have a lot of information to go off of what the storylines will concern. Um, Whether or not it's going to feature Cassian meeting K2SO Which was done in the comic so they may not want to retread that same material Though, as I said visual media I think I think sometimes visual media trumps the written stuff in the Star Wars canon I'm not saying that they're going to ignore their own canon, but if they do I I could see why. And the last thing to talk about, Kenobi. Actually, you know what? Let me back up really quick. Could we see Ahsoka Tunnel in the Mandalorian? I am gonna say no. We don't know what happened to Ahsoka. We do know from Star Wars Rebels, and you don't want to know what happens, you might want to mute this. Ahsoka went was um... Ahsoka was rescued by Ezra from her fight with Vader but put back in that same moment it's a little bit complicated with this world between worlds which is a a realm where time and space and the force are all kinda weird so anyhow Vader did not kill Ahsoka Ahsoka kind of went off and did her own thing for a couple of years, but then joined the fight worked more with the rebels and did fight in the major conflicts. After the Battle of Endor, after the defeat of the Empire Ezra, who had gone... Okay, let me back up yet again, I'm getting ahead of myself. In his final confrontation with Grand Admiral Thrawn Ezra used his connection With animals in the forest To summon the um, space whales I forget what they were called to basically take Grand Animal Thrawn out of the fight to take him away somewhere Ezra got taken too But it removed Thrawn from the fight because I don't think the rebels would have been able to have a victory if Ron had still been around at least that's my theory it would have been more difficult and it was already difficult so Ezra was missing and they don't know where he ended up going the space whales I forget what they're called can travel through hyperspace Yes, it, it sounds a little silly, but it, it it worked within the context of the show. After the Battle of Endor, Sabine, who was another one of the Rebels members, went with Ahsoka to go and look for Ezra. That is the last we know where their story is headed. So we don't know if they found Ezra. We don't know if they've come back. We don't know any of that. There is one reason, though, why I think Ahsoka could appear in The Mandalorian. And that is because John Favreau's right-hand man in the making of this series is Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni was the bigwig basically in charge of Clone Wars and Rebels. He created Ahsoka he has a deep connection to Ahsoka he is why Ahsoka returned in Rebels so I'm gonna say that there is a chance Ahsoka could appear in the Mandalorian because Dave Filoni is involved and he probably wants to bring his character wherever he goes in the Star Wars universe okay let's jump to Kenobi really quick we don't really know what's going to go on with Kenobi other than it takes place and they've made this official and if I if I I got the number wrong do forgive me that it will take place eight years after the events of Revenge of the Sith putting it 11 years before the events of A New Hope. Obi-Wan as we know is on Tatooine keeping an eye out on Luke from a distance there has been a comic series telling a bit or some comic books telling some of the events that occurred that have occurred with Obi-Wan on Tatooine but it's very kind of sparse it doesn't give us a lot and yet again visual medium might trump the written word or the drawn word in case of comic books so we don't really know what's going to be going on in this story now immediately as I said before fans immediately said "Oh, can we see this person can we see this person so let me just address that really quick some people say could we see Darth Maul The answer is no. No. Now, for those of you who did not know, Darth Maul returned to the Clone Wars. He was not dead. He wanted revenge on Kenobi. Things kind of backfired on him when the Emperor discovered he was still alive. Or should I say Palpatine at the time? He wasn't the Emperor. And sort of gave Maul a good talking to Kemal escaped the clutches of Palpatine and went off and did some stuff and returned in Star Wars Rebels and learned the location of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine and he learned it about two years before the events of A New Hope. He went to Tatooine and here's another spoiler so mute if you don't want to hear it. confronted Obi-Wan and was swiftly defeated by Obi Wan. This happened two years before the events of A New Hope. That storyline is ended. It would not make sense for Maul to appear, or at least it would not make sense for him to appear and confront Kenobi, because he doesn't know where Kenobi is. Now, could he appear in other parts of the storyline that don't involve him ever learning where Kenobi is? Maybe. But as far as I'm aware, this series is going to be focused primarily on Obi-Wan. And it may not be a multi-series multi-season series. I'm I'm not entirely sure about that, so don't quote me on that. So, No, I don't think we'd see Darth Maul, and I'm sure, and people have already suggested all kinds of convoluted ways to shoehorn him into the story. And no, I don't think we will. And also, I think there may be some fans who want them to basically redo the fight. The fight was very short and sweet and to the point. And at first I wasn't too fond of it, but then I was like, no, I think it worked. I think that people maybe wanted something a little bit bigger, more grand, more epic. And so maybe some fans are just saying, well, forget what happened in Rebels. Let's just basically redo it in a more epic way. Well, that's not a good idea because then it means they don't care about their canon. And they've claimed that they do care about their canon. So let's let us just assume that um, that that's not gonna happen. And, and I think that there is I'm gonna give it almost no chance that we will see Darth Maul Yet again, could he appear in other in other scenes? That involved in running his criminal operation or something like that. Sure, maybe. So no. The other person I don't think we're not going to see. Sorry, double negative. The other person who I think we will not see. Is Darth Vader. There has been some speculation. That Darth Vader might appear in this series and confront Obi-Wan. No. And a lot of this speculation is based on one line from Return of the Jedi. In Return of the Jedi, Vader says to Luke, when Luke tries to convert him to the light, he says, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Now fans will say, well, we never saw that. So we need that explained. And that could be why Vader's in the series. My answer is, no. And the reason is, it's one line. One line. A line that was written, furthermore, before the entire story had been fleshed out. Therefore, of course, there are going to be discrepancies. But that's the nature of an evolving storytelling. I do not believe that we need to see Vader to explain that line. I don't think everything in Star Wars needs to match up perfectly. Or be explained to us. So no, I do not believe that we are going to see Vader. Now, yet again, couldn't we see Vader in other sequences in the series that do not involve meeting with Obi-Wan? Okay, maybe. Yet again though, I think they really need to expand this world. And not just keep throwing in the same people. Will we see young Luke? Luke would be eight years old at the time. Uh, I suppose. I suppose we could. Yet again, I mean, it's not like everyone's going to be coming over and saying, "Don't wear lessons," because we know that um, Uncle Owen and Aunt Rue were like, "No, don't, don't come, don't come around." They, uh, we know from the comic they don't know that Anakin is Darth Vader. So, let's be clear. When Uncle Owen says that that's what I'm afraid of, lying in a new home, he's not worried about Luke turning into Darth Vader. Because as far as we know in the canon, he doesn't know Anakin is Darth Vader. He thinks Anakin's dead. He thinks that Obi-Wan Dragged Anakin off to war and it got anakin killed That's why they don't want Obi-Wan around They're like, man you messed up that big time You know, you got my stepbrother killed And if he had not, if he had stayed here, he wouldn't have died You know, so you're not coming around, Luke That's their rationale it's, it may, This is a piece of the puzzle that maybe a lot of fans don't know That's that's what Uncle Owen is referring to. At least as far as we understand it. Um, now, speaking of, can we see Uncle Owen in that room? I think so. I've heard rumors that Joel Edgerton, who played Uncle Owen, is very keen on returning. We could see them. That would make total sense. Uh, it would make sense. I mean, whether or not we need to see them, I don't know if we need to, but it would be it would be nice. Now there's a lot of characters that we could see. I mean, okay, maybe maybe Ahsoka. You know, but I mean we gotta be careful here because if we got all these characters finding Obi-Wan on Tatooine, it's like well so much room hiding out on Tatooine. You know? It's everybody knows where to look for it. <laughs> Unless of course he wants those people to come and find him. So people like it so good, and various other people, maybe. But, but a big one I think that is highly likely is Qui-Gon Jinn. At the end of Revenge of the Sith, Oh Yoda tells Obi-Wan that he's going to teach him how to commune with the spirit of Qui-Gon. This is further explained in Star Wars the Clone Wars. qui had undergone some training to preserve his essence after death. Basically he was on the, t- the s- he was on the path of learning how to become a force ghost. He died before his training had been complete. Therefore he was only able to manifest himself as a disembodied voice. At least at the time of about about twenty years before the before new hope it was his spirit who reached out to Yoda and brought Yoda on the path and that's where Yoda was able to learn how to be a force ghost and I believe that Yoda teaching Obi-Wan how to commune with Qui-Gon that Qui-Gon would be able to teach Obi-Wan how to become a force ghost Now, Yoda went on a specific journey to a specific planet. We don't really know if Obi-Wan has to make the same journey. Like physically make a journey. Maybe it's more a spiritual journey. Now, as I said, Qui-Gon could only manifest as a disembodied voice. But maybe, maybe in the years since, He has learned even more. Maybe how to manifest his body. It's not out of the question. I think it would make a lot of sense. I don't know if Liam Neeson is keen to come back, but it would be kind of cool. There's a lot of things that they could do that could be very interesting that are not out of the question or just shoehorning things in. As for what we're going to see in the story, could Obi-Wan be dealing with like crime bosses who are causing trouble and defending local townspeople in a very like Yojimbo Seven Samurai style you know we don't really know what the story is going to involve but I'm excited for what they're going to give us and I'm open to what they're going to give us and as for what to speculate about Well, since we have very little information, there isn't a lot really I can say. Other than to talk about who might or might not appear. I certainly don't want to be a killjoy when it comes to like Vader and Darth Maul, but... As I said, some of these stories have already been told. And maybe it's just time to build new things. To expand the world, expand the universe create new things that could lead to further great stories. So those are my thoughts on these three new series. Let me know what you think. Are you excited for The Mandalorian? Are you excited for Disney Plus? Let me know. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise your hearing is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in. The page turn as they were not my Star Wars podcast. And may the force be with you.